0: Hey guys, this is Jason Marsden. I voice Max Goof. Hey, if Max were here, he'd say, hey, check it out. My buddy PJ just told me about this great new podcast that I should listen to. It's called The St. Canard Files, a dark-winged duck podcast. Oh man, let's get dangerous. Sounds like a blast. I'll listen to it right after this Power Line song ends. <laughs>
1: line in the house we just had max goof introduce us all right guys welcome to the st canard files a dark winged up podcast i'm your host will santana and ho ho
0: i'm mike russo and you can't break an omelet without pounding the living daylights out of a few eggs what if we slice and dice those eggs mike Ooh, should we slice them and then dice them or should we (laughs) dice them and then slice them (laughs) hey how's it going mike it's good it's good um yeah, it's you know, you guys don't know, but it's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded one of these, so it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. And it's, things are going good. I mean, I mean, as we're recording this, things are kind of chaotic because of the coronavirus right now. Um, I'm sure by the time this drops, it won't be any better, unfortunately. Um, so 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 things are a little nuts, but you know, we're all hanging in there. How about you, Will?
1: Yeah, it's uh, my first time, you know, we recording and I haven't had a chance to get to share some of my uh experience, you know, from last weekend. And I just got bad news, Mike. You know, I'm a big sports guy and the NBA season is as of this moment, March 11th, my daughter's birthday, has been suspended.
0: That's ouch.
1: Yes. And basketball is my number one sport. So that's I'm really hurting. And then I just found out March Madness is still going to continue, but with no fans. So I don't know how I'm going to get hyped up
0: into the games without the fans. That's going to be a little weird. There's just going to be empty seats. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be really sad. Yeah, man. (laughs) But you said they're still going to have cheerleaders.
1: Yeah, they're still going to have the cheerleaders, the coaches, (laughs) and the players, but no band,
0: no fans. I mean, I I don't want to laugh, but it's just I guess the world has to keep going somehow, huh?
1: Yeah, but we, we got some ducktail news. You know, that's some good thing. That's
0: some good information. Yeah, in a few days from when this drops, at least, we're finally getting season three, Well, hmm We're getting yeah. season three. What is it, April 4th it releases? Yes. Two episodes are releasing April 4th.
1: Oh, two episodes might be like an hour-long special
0: then. Yeah, well, I think it's just two separate episodes. Yeah. Uh, one, one is called Challenge of the Senior-Junior Woodchucks. Mm-hmm. Um, The other one is called Quack Pack. <laughs> so that should be funny. But the big news is the episode airing April 11th. Yeah, that's, that's our, the one with Foul, right? That's our Steelbeak episode. Yeah. The, the episode is titled Double O Duck In, You Only Crash Twice. Please, and the epi- Rob Paulson. Please, Rob Paulson. I really hope so. <laughs> and the episode description is, A spy video game turns dangerously real as Launchpad and Dewey must stop foul agent Steelbeak's plan to destroy Duckburg. And and again, this is our third Launchpad episode that revolves around something Darkwing Duck, and again, it's with Dewey. Mhm. So that's interesting. Dewey's in all the Darkwing episodes, which yeah. is great because he's my fa- he's my favorite of the three of them. Um, I wish they would just do an episode without one of the kids, but I hear um Disney Channel won't let them do that.
1: Yeah, probably not. It seems like every episode, like I don't know, honestly, it seems like the kids are more of the main actor than uh, Scrooge
0: is. You know? Yes. There has not been an episode without one of the kids in it. But there's mm-hmm. been a whole bunch without Scrooge. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting still. We're getting Steelbeak a lot faster than I thought we would. Yeah. And Double uh, O Duck. That's cool, too.
1: I, I still see a big divide, though. I see people who love the show, and then I still see people who hate the show.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I'm That's kind it. of like, I, I like it, I enjoy it, but I'm not a hardcore
0: fan like you are, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have, I have – there are things about the show that, you know – i don't love but i do love it i do enjoy the show it's just but i there are lots of people who just can't stand it and that's never going to change
1: yeah the ones who have a problem with the animation i think like once you get like four or five episodes deep then you don't even think about the animation anymore
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely and there are people who you know would rather the, the darkwing stuff be closer to the original show or star certain voice actors and well, you got to like admit, that,
1: you got to admit though, Jim Cummings not being Darkwing is, uh, it's kind of a heartbreaker. So I kind of feel their pain, but I, I have moved on from it and I've accepted it. But I understand their pain. I, I felt it too, you know.
0: If it wasn't for this show, though, this entire Disney afternoon universe would not be coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to give the show at least that much credit. But yeah, so um, you know, guys who are listening now, stay tuned. DuckTales is coming back. On Disney XD, again, it moved back to Disney XD, so you'll be finding it there, unless you have the Disney Now app, which is how we're going to watch it. Okay. But anyway, move on from DuckTales.
1: Yeah, let's move on. Let me t- talk a little b- briefly about Pensacon. I don't, don't want to stay there too long, because, you know, we only had Jim and Katie there. Uh, Ka- unfortunately, Katie was brought for Dungeons & Dragons reunion, so she was not paired with the uh the disney voice actors for some reason you know they had her in a whole separate hallway in the other side of uh i think it's called the pensacon pensacon bay no pensacola bay not pensacon that, bay that's yeah. a shame yeah they had her way in the other side and like uh she it was the west there was the east wing and a west wing she was on the west wing and like the west wing was just not as popping as like the east wing the east wing you had tron over there Oh, not Tron, but the guy who played Tron, yeah. uh, the guy who played Sark in Tron. Um, you had Bill Farmer, Jason Marsden, Jim Cummings all together, including uh, I don't know her name, but she was in Hocus Pocus. And, Which and uh, one? Uh, the, the bigger one, she was also in Sister Act.
0: Kathy to Jimmy.
1: Yes, her. And she was kind of like between Jim and Jason Marsden because, you know, I forgot Jason Marsden also did a voice in Hocus Pocus. He was the cat. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot that. And so like they had all these Disney people in one room. They had the home improvement guys in that same room. Man, that room was just popping. All the Power Rangers was in there. That that East Wing was just crowded. Yeah. That's uh, a
0: shame I don't... that Katie mm-hmm. was all the way somewhere else completely.
1: Yeah, it, it, it kind of sucked because, like, you know, the, the crowd, you know, some people just weren't like, I'm not going all the way to that other side of the building. Uh... Yeah, so she kind of missed out on some. But some dedicated fans, they were like, I don't care. I'm going to go see Katie because, you know, there were some Gummy Bear fans, that, you know, some yeah, Darkwing, Muppet Babies. Uh, My Little Pony, she had a few fans for that. There was the one show, she had a lot of fans. I had never heard of it. It was called, like, Totally Spires or something.
0: i I've heard of that. I've never seen it, but I know mm-hmm. of it.
1: Yeah, she had a lot of females come over for that show, man. Yeah, so you know, it, it was kind of cool. It was a, it was a fun experience. I had some issues with, you know, recording with my media pass. I'm not gonna get too deep into that. You know, uh, it's, it's a big old rant. You know? Yeah,
0: and, I know what you're talking about. You told me that.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't want to go there with it, but you know, it was cool. My, my buddy Joe. Man, he he went all out and got like 15 pops signed by Jim, man. <laughs> Don't
0: get me started, Will. Yeah, <laughs> man, it was it was. I ridiculous. saw I saw the picture of all the pops he had signed. That's yeah. that's insane. But I guess if that's your thing, that's your thing.
1: Yeah, man, I, I wish I could share the story of you know the what was agreed on the deal, how the deal even happened, and the the words that were spread, the the those pops i wish i could but i i can't share it publicly man but no. I, I i'll tell you off the air man it's hilarious mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a hilarious story but uh let's move on from Pensacon. you know jim and katie was there so make sure you guys go see jim and terry at uh lexington which is coming up in a
0: few weeks provided they don't cancel it
1: yeah okay but uh hey mike uh where can they listen to our podcast at man
0: Everywhere, Will. Let's leave it at that. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Devices, uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, uh, YouTube. You can watch us on there. And, of course, if you stick with us on YouTube, we also post uh, videos and stuff every week, every other week. So definitely check out YouTube and uh, subscribe to that. We're on Pandora, iHeartRadio, and, of course, you can also ask uh, your Alexa to play us, too. Okay, all right. Any well, shout-outs,
1: Will? Yeah, I got four shout-outs today. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Adrian Mateo. You know, he was at that... Um, Megavolt. Yeah, he was Megavolt, C2E2, man. He he represented right. it, so I got to give him mad love. And then I got to give a shout-out to three other cosplayers that I met at um, GalaxyCon. They're going to be in Lexington. And they invited Adrian, and he he's working on it, you know, to join them, because they're going to dress up as Darkwing, LP, and Goslin. So that's going nice. to be pretty cool. And their name is Cody Dillahunt um, Derek Dillahunt and cosplay cat. Okay. So those, yeah. So those are my four shout outs. Oh, and shout out Felicia, man. Thanks for the shirt. I, I haven't just, got mine yet. <laughs> I was
0: just about to do that. Well, if you didn't get to it, I was going to shout out to her too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Felicia was very sweet. Uh, she made us uh St. Canard files t-shirts and, uh, she sent them out to us recently. I got mine as of this recording. Uh, Will hasn't gotten his yet, but there, it was really nice of you to do that, Felicia. Thank you very much. Now we can be walking billboards for our show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and a couple people messaged me on my personal page asking for a shirt. Ugh, I, I can't sell the shirts, guys. Yeah, you know, these, I,
0: this was more like a present from Felicia to us.
1: Yeah, we unfortunately, we can't sell it. We don't have the license for it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I can send you the photo and you print it on your own. And
0: But that's at your discretion, not yeah. ours. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: to stress again, she didn't sell them to us. She made them for us. She made them for us as gifts mm-hmm. so we could promote the show.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I'm wearing mine to Disney because last time I went to Disney, I wore a darkling shirt. You wouldn't believe how many people stopped me. Mm-hmm. So if I wear this thing to Disney, I guarantee people are going to point it out. And maybe we'll get some more listeners that way.
1: Okay. Yeah, man. I'm, I might need to take it to the con, especially since I'll be working with Terry, you know, why not promote Darkwing in a podcast? You know, you, you were McGovern. you know, you should. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, you know, if you guys are interested, reach out to Felicia or maybe me and Mike and uh, send you a photo and you're on your own after that. Uh, one thing might, before we get into this episode, I, I might post this on our uh, Facebook and Instagram. Right. Um, uh, I can't speak for you. You're your own man. Uh, but I've been getting a lot of friend requests from our, uh, Uh, followers on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't mind a friend request. I've accepted all of them. Uh, The only thing I'm warning you guys is I don't really post Darkwing stuff on my personal page. I normally just post sports, you know, movie talks here and there. I'll post Darkwing once in a while. So you're at your own discretion if you want to follow me. You know, uh, my page is not that exciting and about Darkwing. So,
0: I mean, I post Darkwing stuff, but these days a lot of it's just shared from our Facebook group. Mm hmm. So, but I also post other stuff as well. Family stuff, Godzilla, all sorts of nonsense. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't seem to be getting as many friend requests as you are, Will. Maybe (laughs) it's just because you're like, like actually in charge of the podcast and your name's on it. So you tend to get people gravitating towards you. I don't mind the friend requests. I will accept them if people want to, you know, it's, um, I don't mind, I don't mind talking a little dark wing. Um, but speaking of talking Darkwing, let's yeah. discuss this episode, mm-hmm. and everyone's favorite Darkwing Duck character. I don't know about <laughs> that. I, I wasn't serious, Well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, today we're reviewing uh, Smarter Than a Speeding Bullet. Mm-hmm. Duh, no-brainer where that title came from. <laughs> <laughs> what is that title derived from, Well, I have no idea. You don't know? No. No, really? Uh, faster than a speeding bullet. What did they say about Superman? Oh, yeah,
1: oh God, I'm an idiot. You know,
0: faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than locomotive, able to jump tall buildings. That's that's the whole spiel with Superman.
1: You know, I'm 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 gonna go off subject really fast with this. I've never been a comic guy. You know, as far as um, wow, well, I said comic guy. Comic. <laughs> <laughs> comic- guy i've never been like my my superman knowledge is only based on the christopher reed movies and more recent stuff man yeah you know a few animation movies i've seen but i've never really read the comic books or anything like that man i was not into that stuff growing up i
0: i never actually read the comic books either but superman and batman are such iconic characters yeah. that just through pop culture you learn about them anyway but I totally get it if you never heard that those sayings those are those are older I think those date back a bit with Superman. Uh,
1: yeah, but I got no excuse. I've heard that one, you know. But I'll be honest with you, I didn't hear the Dark Knight term until like maybe late nineties. Mm, that, okay. that was my first time hearing that dark the Dark Knight. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, let's get back to this man.
0: I'm mean, <laughs> So here we go. Smarter yeah. than a speeding bullet. It's our first of two episodes featuring Comic Guy. Ho ho. And uh, it originally aired Thursday, October 17th, 1991. It's 42nd in production order, a little deeper, not the deepest we've gotten, but, you know, deep. Um, The story editor for this episode was Kevin Crosby Hops, and this episode was written by Doug Langdale. I know we've talked about uh, both of them before. Mm -hmm. Um, So to prepare for this, I wanted to know a bit about How, where Comic Guy came from. He's such a, he's such a, he's not a very popular character. Let's be really honest about that. But he's really interesting. You know, a superhero who's basically, he looks like a human being, you know? Mm -hmm. And who has a really weird set of weaknesses, powers and weaknesses. You know, it's a really odd thing. So I figured, like, let me, let me ask Tad Stones where he came from. And Tad Stones immediately told me I should talk to Kevin Crosby Hobbs because he created Comic-Guy. But the one thing Tad did tell me is the idea – one of the ideas behind Comic-Guy was he could have – having a superpowered hero would be great because it would be an attack on Darkwing's ego. He -hmm. said that was prime story territory. That That doesn't really happen here, though. Mm -hmm. The next Comic-Guy episode, you hear Darkwing's ego get hit when he ends up on a planet of all superheroes. But we'll get to that episode. So I went ahead and I messaged Kevin Hopps, asked him a bit about Comic Guy. I didn't get too much back because he doesn't really remember much, he said. Mm-hmm. But he said there was a comic he enjoyed called Megaton Man. He said it was an adult comic and the drawings were pretty silly, but he always liked comedic spoofing of superheroes. Um, so he said that's where Comic Guy came from. He also gives a lot of credit to Doug Langdale, who wrote it. Um, he said he had met Doug, he had never written for TV before, but he was interested in writing animation, so he put Doug in, Doug in touch with Tad. So it seems like, you know, Kevin, Hopps, uh, Doug Langdale, and Tad, they were all kind of in it together as far as this story goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he, gives, he seems to give a lot of the credit to Langdale. He says uh, Doug's a funny writer, and he was sure he's the one who wrote the episode, which he did. Mm-hmm. And the last thing Kevin told me, it's funny that years later, Doug Langdale also wrote two Quack Pack episodes in which the nephews become superheroes. So <laughs> I remember La- yeah, the Yeah, uh, what are they called? The T-Squad. Um, so Doug Langdale definitely seems to be a big superhero fan. And as we discussed, he was the best Megabolt writer too. Um, so yeah, Comic-Guy came from um, Kevin Crosby Hops. It was his creation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so those are our writers and our, our story editor. And animation-wise, I got I got a bit more information on Disney Japan. Um, remember, way way back, we, I was trying to figure out the names of the studios that animated the Japanese episodes, but I said it was impossible because all the credits show the exact same the, the names of the studios. Mm-hmm. They don't spe- They don't specify who did what. Mm-hmm. Okay, I finally figured it out. Figuring it out. Oh, then, then bear with me here. Well, I'm going to go into a little bit of detail here. I hope you don't mind. Okay. Um, I had mentioned a few episodes back. I binge watched Hercules, and the, the TV show, not the movie. Obviously, how much can you binge watch a movie? Mm-hmm. But um, I discovered um, at the end there were, you know, there were episodes of Hercules that were animated in Japan, and much like Darkwing Duck, you can tell there were two different tiers. There was a, a better, you know, Japanese episodes and ones that aren't as good. The difference between Hercules and Darkwing Duck is that the Hercules episodes specifically mention which studios did which episodes so using that i was able to figure out the episodes like negaduck and darkly dawn's the duck part two the ones we agree have some of the best animation right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those were done by a studio called tama okay and today's episode which is good but not as good the studio doing that animation was called jade okay Okay. Ooh, we're and, learning a lot here today. <laughs> well, you know, and the other studios I had mentioned, Antelar, BWCA, and Art Studio Jack, those were studios who specialized in backgrounds. So mm. they did the background art. And depending on which episode, it was either Jade or Tama. So like the best Japanese episodes: Dead mm. Duck, Negaverse, Negaduck, those went to Tama. Episodes like this. Slaves to Fashion, Duck Blind, those went to Jade. So now when we talk about those episodes, I can actually say the name of the studio who handled it. Mm -hmm. So that actually, well, took me almost 30 years to put that information together. I should be be better than that, but I did. So this one was sent to Disney Japan and was animated at Tama. Not Tama, Jade. Jade. Okay. And the animation isn't great, but it has its moments. I liked a few shots, man. I I agree with you. We'll, we'll get you. to
1: it. We'll get to it though. But I definitely liked a few shots, man.
0: Okay, so let's let's dive in. Let's talk about our plot. And first off the bat, who's the very first voice you hear when the episode starts? Uh, Steelbeaks. It's Steelbeak. So well, just like oh, the last episode, we're seeing him at the very beginning again. Mhm. It's nice we don't have to wait for him. So yeah. tell me what's going on. What is what's foul up to this time?
1: Uh, they want him to steal rubber duckies from a warehouse. Mhm. Yeah. And uh,
0: we see something for the first time. We actually see um, a foul egg tank.
1: Yeah, we, we sure did.
0: It's literally a giant egg on tank treads.
1: But this time we saw a different foul member speaking to to still be. It wasn't um, the Dan Castellaneta character. It was the the bigger, the one that looks more like the ostrich or something.
0: Right. No, it wasn't the smaller duck with the high forehead. It was yeah. more of the one with the larger beak. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who did the voice, but unlike the one in Cleanliness is Next to Badliness, where you could tell it was Dan, it was a bit more comical. And mm-hmm. this episode is a lot more sinister. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know who's doing that voice. Yeah, you know, so it's, it could, it's probably either Jim or Rob, but I'm not sure. Okay. And we also get lots of Eggmen in this episode. Yeah, like lots, lots Lot of. of Eggman. They're like in every scene, and they do some <laughs> talking too, for once. Mm-hmm. But um, they're stealing, they're stealing rubber duckies. That's yeah. what they're doing.
1: And then D W and L P show up, telling him he's out of luck.
0: Yeah, and um, Darkwing gets four separate, you know, entrances to foil Steelbeak's plans, but there is not one occurrence of the I am the terror entrance in this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah, I definitely
1: did notice that.
0: Yeah, because they don't do it here because Steelbeak says over and out, and then Darkwing shows up and he's like, you're out, all right, out of luck. Yeah. There's no entrance. I kind of wished he would have gotten an actual entrance here because he just Mm -hmm. shows up in a puff of smoke and there he is with Launchpad and it's like not even, they don't even build up to it. Yeah,
1: but then we get a tiny spaceship just crashes in there in the middle of their warehouse. And creates a
0: huge crater in the middle of the ground. Yeah, the little... the little crown. What is it? A crown or something? It's a little. It's a little spaceship helmet. <laughs> and uh, it's tiny. It's, it's this thing is as big as like a, I don't know, a baseball. But it opens up, and this big, big muscle bound superhero stretches himself right out of this little, little helmet. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, say hi to Comic Guy. And who's he voiced by, Mike? William Calloway. Okay, I did some research on William Calloway. Um, he was born in 1940. He literally, as of, I think, today, turned 80 years old. Oh, wow. His birthday is today, March 11th, as we're recording this. So he just turned 80. He started acting in 1967, and his first voiceover was 69. Uh, he starred in the movie Love American Style, and, as, and like all of these voice actors, where do you think he did most of his work in the 80s? Jeez, that
1: H- Hanna Barbera—that's that's my only guess. <laughs> but in
0: this instance, he actually had a major character he did play for Hanna Barbera. For that... for the Smurfs of all places, he was Clumsy Smurf. Hey, Clumsy
1: was my second favorite.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you like Michael Bell's uh, Jokey, right? Oh yeah. So we have um yeah William Calloway was Clumsy Smurf. We all remember Clumsy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't. You might know this character because you're more familiar with uh, uh, GI Joe than I am, right? Yeah. Who was Beachhead?
1: Beachhead. Beachhead was the one always the like uh. He was kind of always with Neil Ross's character, uh, the Navy guy.
0: Shipwreck. Yeah, shipwreck. He was okay, always so with him. That was William Callaway too. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from Darkwing, he did he did a voice on Bonkers, and it turns out his last show was Quack Pack in 1996. He's retired. Oh, he yeah, was he wasn't even that old. Mhm. Hey, I if guess, you got enough money to retire, why not? <laughs> yeah, and um so he's comic guy and um you know, comic guy has a bit of an obnoxious voice, but he is an obnoxious character, I'll say that. Yeah. Comic guy probably I'll be totally 100% Frank Will, is probably the most hated character of all Darkwing Duck characters. I don't really know anybody who likes him.
1: I don't like him. But, but he, I'll, I'll get in more to he it. He does later.
0: work for this episode, though. Yeah. But he he's he's annoying in a way even Stegman isn't. Like, uh, that's my
1: comparison. I'm saving for later on, but we'll, we'll get into that.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's Comic Guy. He shows up, and he's a human being. Yeah. You know, he has he's a human. He's a superhero. He's a human, but he's also an alien. Do you, do you remember what planet he said he came from?
1: I didn't catch it. I caught that planet he was supposed to go to at the end, but not what planet he was
0: from. Planet Mertz. Mertz. My my best guess, and i I hope I'm right, is Mertz was the name of the next door neighbors from Isle of Lucy. Mm-hmm. The, the Mertzes. Okay. My guess is the writers who grew up with Isle of Lucy, because I know I grew up with Isle of Lucy. Um, probably just thought it was a funny name, decided to use it. Okay. And um. So yeah, so Comic Guy shows up, discovers that Darkwing's in the middle of trying to foil a crime, and attempts to help by shooting some fireballs, and (laughs) burns down the entire building.
1: Yep, and then LP turns on the fire alarm, a little late. (laughs) So
0: helpful, Launchpad, so helpful. (laughs) But then we learn something about Comic Guy. Yeah, he has a kryptonite. He has a kryptonite. His weakness, every time he hears a bell, he can't stop dancing. That was so cheesy. Very, <laughs> very odd. Like yeah. I don't know how they come up with that. Like that's really the strangest thing. I don't know if I'd say cheesy, but definitely extremely strange. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he tur- he he turns it. He gets a white suit, a hat, and a cane, and starts starts dancing everywhere.
1: Yeah, he's tearing up buildings and stuff, and mm-hmm. he bumps into a police officer.
0: Yeah, she blows her whistle, and all of a sudden he turns back to normal, and it turns out, um, so it's, uh, bells make him dance, and whistles make him turn back to normal. Mm-hmm. Like I said, utterly insane. Yeah. And um, Steelbeak freaks out because his, his uh, jacket got dirty, so yeah. they, he wants to leave. He has to get back to the dry cleaner before he, he has to get cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And um, Darkwing does manage to handcuff him again, like in the like, like in the last episode. Yeah. But in then- uh, comic Comic Guy is such a big distraction that yeah, Steel Beak able to get away.
1: Yeah, he just bites the handcuff off.
0: Yeah, they rarely ever, like, use his steel beak for, like, mm-hmm. things like that. But it's cool when he does it. Yeah, he just chomps off the handcuffs and they get away. Yeah, D.W. And, calls out Comic Guy for being a terrible hero. <laughs> you see, Darkwing just walks right up his chest. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells him, he's he, he like, what kind of superhero are you? And comic guy go, goes, a lousy one. <laughs> hey, you actually did the voice pretty good. You know what? I'll tell a quick story. I was in seventh grade when uh, Darkwing Duck was airing. And Darkwing Duck wasn't like this this big thing in school. Like, I drew it. I loved it. But a lot of people I knew didn't really know about it. It wasn't, like, quoted as much as The Simpsons were, was, mm-hmm. you know? But there was one character some people I knew latched onto and would repeat him. They were comic guy. I would hear kids in my class walk around going, oopsie, and ho-ho. And I'm like, seriously, of all the characters from Darkwing Duck, you're imitating. It's comic guy.
1: You sound just like him, though, dude. <laughs> well,
0: thanks, well. You really do, man. <laughs> it's not a hard voice. Oh, um, man. So, yeah, getting back on subject here. Yeah. Uh, comic guy's been sent to Earth because he's a lousy superhero and he needs a champion of Earth to train him. Yeah, he's the worst champion on his planet. Yeah, so somebody has to train him, and what that does is it strokes Darkwing's ego.
1: Yeah, but DW's motivated because he don't want him to destroy St. Canard, So he's like, yeah, I'll teach you.
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes, If I don't if I don't do something with you soon, I won't have a city left to protect. Yeah. Okay, so we get a we get a, a cool scene where they're um at a Shush training course.
1: Yeah, it was really cool, man.
0: Yeah, at first, you don't see anything. It's just a desert. And uh, Kamikaze kind of Guy's like, there's nothing to train with here. And Darkwing's like, oh, contraire. He's like, you know, all I have to do is he grabs a cactus. It's a real cactus. He thinks it's a fake one. He, tra- he thinks it's a lever he has to pull. And ends up stabbing himself with the needles. Mm-hmm. Um, and that little bit of animation of him screaming and reacting to the, uh, the, the cactus is actually really well done. You can tell it was done in Japan. Oh, yeah. Um, but when he pulls the, the, the right lever, all these a training course shows up, a big wooden structure, uh, all sorts of things come out.
1: Yeah. Did, and, you know, have you noticed that LP must have never seen it before? Because he was amazed at it.
0: Yeah. Launchpad surprised to see all that stuff, which mm-hmm. he shouldn't be because Launchpad's seen stuff like that. Remember Dirty Money? Mm-hmm. And um, so Darkwing's first um, task to get the comic guy to do is to swing across the water. Mm-hmm. And on a rope, swimming so across some water on a rope, and Comic-Guy asks, why can't you just walk across it? <laughs> and I love the animation of Darkwing stomping in the water going, because you'd get wet, see? Mm-hmm. And it's just great the way he's stomping in the water. But it turns out Comic-Guy also has ice vision. <laughs> you know, years before Elsa mm-hmm. – he freezes the water. He freezes Darkwing solid. <laughs> That's funny. You brought up Elsa. <laughs> and this is important because what's happening in the sequences do come back later in the climax. Mm-hmm. So the next thing Darkwing wants Comic Guy to do is to climb a simple rope. He's like, no fires, no ice, no capiche. He goes, capiche. And Comic Guy goes, absolutely no capiching. <laughs> <laughs> and Comic Guy pulls on the rope. But what happens is, what happens to the structure? Well, he knocks it down. <laughs> it collapses on the Darkwing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Comic Guy starts to cry. I love how he's like wringing out his hands. He's so distraught. Yeah. And um so yeah, so Comic Guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so you next see them in the Thunder Quack. And uh Guy mentions this is what you do on patrol. Fly around looking for trouble, huh? On my planet, that's what the crooks do. But as we later find out, Will, in Planet of the Capes, there are actually no crooks on his planet. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that episode in time. Yeah. So they spot the egg tank. They pull up behind it. You want to continue? You, st- you said you like the next scene coming up. Yeah,
1: man. This is a scene where I, I, I love the animation for about, what, maybe a good two, three-minute sequence?
0: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. This is yeah, a great so, scene.
1: Yeah, so we can still be, he's at uh, Bob's office supply, right?
0: Bob's office supply hutch. hutch. What are they
1: stealing? They're stealing erasers and rubber bands.
0: So so far the connection for their plot is everything is rubber.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: I wonder what they're doing.
1: <laughs> well then uh, we get uh well he he gets on the phone with foul
0: first, right? I think so.
1: Yeah, he got on the phone with foul, and you know, he tells them that he's got everything, but then DW and Comic Guy shows up. But when they pop up, that shot of them with the light behind the door with the shadows. Yes.
0: Oh, it was amazing, man. That was and a it, great shot. The drawings and the colors in this sequence is really well done too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelbeak has his really he has some really cocky faces in this uh this sequence. He looks very smug. And that look on Darkwing when Comic Guy whispers, How am I doing? And Darkwing looks so peeved. Mm-hmm. Um and then what happens next? This 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 sequence is actually really well animated. What happens? The Eggman
1: they knock over all these pencils, man, and uh, mm-hmm. D W and Comic Guy they're just they're just sliding all over the place.
0: Well, and... let let me clarify. Darkwing slips. Mm-hmm. Comic Guy only slips because Darkwing did it, and he's copying him.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. He he's because Darkwing did tell him to uh, do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: Darkwing crashes into Steelbeak, and Steelbeak ends up in a closet. What With,
1: a, with a mops and uh, mop buckets and yeah, you know, which plungers. Yeah, that,
0: that's going to pay off in a minute. Mm-hmm. But then what happens to poor Darkwing?
1: Uh, he ends up in a pencil sharpener.
0: Head first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you hear him screaming in the pencil sharpener. You see his cape gets sucked into it. Yeah. It but actually, when he pops l- out,
1: he gets that cone head from the pencil sharpener. He, ha- like, he has <laughs> a
0: pencil head. Yeah. <laughs> But the yeah. shot w- – oh, th- this is the shot.
1: Another shot I was I wanted to talk about was when he uh, took that pencil head uh, – when he shakes it off, his angry face, man. Oh, my God. I love the drawing on that shot, yeah, man. Yeah, he,
0: he does that, that thing that Jim always does, and I haven't mentioned it yet. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Anytime Darkwing, like, shakes his head and Jim's like – like that, mm-hmm. he does that. And then he snaps to this really angry face. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, I loved it, man. Yeah, Darkwing's lost his patience. And by the way, let's point out, Steelbeak's in the closet, and the Eggmen leave. They're like, they don't know what to do, so they run out of the building. Yeah. And Darkwing loses his patience at all, completely. He snaps at Comic-Guy. And two things I want to point out. This studio, Jade, in other episodes they do this too. Their colorists had a habit of coloring the rim around the sides of his cape on his shoulders pink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I think it's a mistake, but it's I love how it looks. Like, next time you watch this, look how the cape folds around his shoulder. They okay. color the sides of it pink. Okay. Secondly, as Darkwing is screaming, now you flunked out, you know exactly who he sounds like? Jim's voice slips into Professor Nimnal from Rescue Rangers. Oh. I played that scene to my wife, and she's like, "Yeah, that's Professor Nimno,
1: because <laughs> Darkwing
0: rarely yells like that. Mm-hmm. He, he, I, I can't think of many other episodes where he screams at somebody else. Yeah. I, I think Comic Guy makes Darkwing the maddest he's ever been. So Darkwing walks out on Comic Guy, and Comic Guy cries again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the worst, I'm Comic-Guy. And uh, and then then what does Steelbeak do? This is great.
1: He comes up with an idea to manipulate Comic-Guy.
0: Yeah, I love it because it gives Rob Paulson so much more to do.
1: Yeah, so he puts the mop bucket on his head, he has a cape, and then he comes out with that uh, plunger. Uh Uh, His name was Steelwing
0: Cluck. Yep, Steelwing yeah. Cluck. Yeah,
1: so he's gonna try to manipulate Comic
0: Guy into that he'll train him. You know, doesn't take much. Comic guy is just that stupid. Mhm. And um, so Steelwing Cluck takes <laughs> Steel Comic cluck. Guy to <laughs> takes him to a factor takes him to a factory where there's a big vat of molten rubber. Mm-hmm. And and Steelbeaks trying to convince him that they're defusing bombs or something like that. Yeah. And this is a great entrance on Darkwing's part. It's very clever. The, the Thunderquack flies right into the building, right through the wall. The cockpit opens up, and Darkwing and the launch pad just bounce out of the Thunderquack. <laughs> it's really funny. And, uh, of course, Darkwing knows immediately that's not... that That's obviously Steelbeak. It's not somebody else. Mm-hmm. He, he goes, hold the phone. That's Steelbeak. But... Steelbeak is so manipulative and Comic guy is so dumb that Steelbeak has us all under control. Cause he has he has all of the other Eggmen dress up as superheroes too. Yeah, so
1: now Darkwing looks like an imposter.
0: Yeah, he has the he has the Eggman dressed up as Darkwing as well. He says they're the Android duplicates.
1: Yeah, even LP's uh convinced. <laughs>
0: Yeah, L.P. doesn't do much in this episode. His best scene's toward the end. We'll get to that one. Mm-hmm. But Launchpad's totally convinced that. You know, they're robots, too. And comic Guy's is like, you have a phony beak. And he actually takes Darkwing and crushes him into a basketball. Yeah, shoots him. Did you, did you notice what theme plays while he's doing that? No. The Muddlefoots theme. Oh, really? As he's crushing Darkwing and playing basketball with him. Mm. Yep. He tosses Darkwing into a trash can grabs Steelbeak, picks up the huge vat of rubber, and they're gone. Flies yeah, they're away. Gone. And Launchpad's like, hey, what about the rest of these robots? But the, all the Eggman just take off their disguises and run away.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Launchpad notices there are drops of uh, latex all over the floor. Mm-hmm. They should follow that. And Of course, Darkwing steals his idea. So they head off. Now we're in another factory where Steelbeak's pouring the molten rubber into a giant tea kettle yeah. in order to boil it. Mm-hmm. Correct? That's correct. Yep. So they're doing that, and Darkwing makes another entrance. Yeah, he
1: makes another entrance. and But on this one, there was an animation error. Well, what is that? It's, it's really quick, though. It's uh, When he jumps in and he starts running towards Steelbeak, uh, his mask is 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 missing. He doesn't every, have his mask on.
0: Every so well, I think it's the most common mistake in Darkwing. Either they forget to color the mask, or when he's Drake, they draw the mask on him but don't color it in. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most common mistake on this show. Um, next to next to accidentally coloring Darkwing like Negaduck or vice versa, that's happened too. Yeah. Um, so Darkwing immediately they burst through a window. He immediately pulls off Steelbeak's uh, helmet. Yeah, and he reveals his identity. <laughs> and Comic Guy is Comic Guy's angry. He's like, You not so nice person. But yeah. still is Steelbeak is ready.
1: Yeah, he got a plan up his sleeve.
0: And he has a plan. He pulls out a bell and now we get a bunch of transformations back and forth with Comic Guy. Yeah, it starts uh, off
1: with he, ballet.
0: He's <laughs> a ballerina, yeah. And then he's a Spanish dancer with a, a rose in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Then he's a can can girl. And then he's got the Carmen Miranda, uh, the fruit hat. And then finally, he's a tap dancer with like suspenders and a little, little hat and uh, I think a cane, too. He's dancing around. And this is for, great because. Yeah, for, uh, for those
1: who, who haven't seen this episode, what's happening with all these changes is uh, Steelbeak rings the bell and then Darkwing whistles. And it still yes. rings the bell. Darkwing whistles. It goes back and back forth and for and a little forth. bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry
0: I didn't mention that. But then Steelbeak pulls out his secret weapon, the lemon launcher. Mm -hmm. Now, you know there's an old cliche, if you suck on a lemon, you lose your pucker. Yep. And he basically shoots lemons at Darkwing and Launchpad's faces so their beaks get all warped and they can't pucker and they can't whistle. Yep. So throughout the next scene, as Steelbeak finally reveals his plan, once in a while, you'll see comic Guy either dance past in the background or the foreground. Every time he does it, the dance music plays just long enough for him to leave the shot and then stops. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually pretty clever. Um, but he captures Darping the launchpad in a net and then phones high command. Yeah. Okay, so what is Foul's master plan?
1: They have the, the foul ball, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> which is a
1: baseball they've... reference.
0: <laughs> yeah, the foul ball. It's a, it's a pun. Because mm-hmm. uh, they've poured the molten rubber into a mold and now they open the mold, and it's basically a gigantic, like, one of those high-bouncing balls. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think it's says 60 tons of solid rubber, and with a remote control. Uh, so the idea is they're just going to destroy St. Kanaan with this giant ball. Mm-hmm. So Steelbeak and a couple of Eggmen get in a helicopter, which is also shaped like an egg, fly <laughs> away with the ball, and Steelbeak leaves a couple of Eggmen to take care of Launchpad and Darkwing. Yeah. And that's when this—that's when the Eggmen start talking. It's got to be Jim, though, don't it? Ain't it? It does sound like Jim. Uh, yeah. One of them—one of them goes, "Slice and dice, man. Slice and dice." Yeah, because one and, of them sounded uh, like Herb to me. Yeah. Well, when when Darkwing they um they say, "Should we slice them and then dice them, or should we dice them and then slice them?" Darkwing's like, "Whatever you do, don't smother us in molten rubber." And then. <laughs> Yeah, one of the Eggman goes, turn up the heat. And he hits a very hard T on the word heat. And that's something Jim does. He hits very hard consonants, mm-hmm. P's and K's and T's. So I'm positive this Eggman is Jim. Okay. Just the way he says heat,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's a Jim thing. And you're <laughs> right, he does, it does sound a bit like, yeah, one of, some of Jim's characters. Mm-hmm. So he turns on the heat and the whistle blows and the comic guy is back to normal. Mm-hmm. And I love how Comic-Guy defeats the Eggmen. He just runs up to them and pounds them right in the ground like tent pins. Yep. And that's when he says the line I said at the beginning of the episode, you can't make an omelet without pounding the living daylights out of some eggs. Mm-hmm. I love it. So he frees Darkwing and Launchpad, and they go after Steelbeak.
1: Yep, this is where Comic-Guy finally shines, Mike. About
0: time. <laughs> I will say one thing, I like the setting of this sequence. Wherever it's taking place, it's right at the base of the bridge, on one mm-hmm. side of the bridge, because you constantly see one side of the bridge in the background. Yeah. I think it's a really cool setting. Um, so what what's going on in this scene? What does Comic-Guy do to redeem himself?
1: Well, Darkwing tells him to use his eye vision like he did uh, mm-hmm. when he froze the, the water at the training course.
0: Yes, yeah, so what does he do with his eye vision? He freezes the, the foul ball. <laughs> crashes to the ground and explodes. So that's yep. done. The foul ball doesn't have much time to do anything. Yep. And then what does Comic-Guy do?
1: Now he uses the rope to bring down the chopper with Steelbeak in it.
0: Mm-hmm. But Steelbeak is not down and out. Because nope. he notices it's almost midnight. Yep, the clock bell is about to go off. Yeah, and uh, so Comic-Guy gets one last transformation. And what does he turn into? Yeah, hip-hop dancer. Something like that, right? He's doing hip hop. Mm-hmm. He's got the parachute pants, the gold chains. Yeah. And this is probably the most dated thing in any Darkwing Duck episode. <laughs> like it's really, really dated. Uh, this is the one thing in the episode I say doesn't play too well these days. It's like you watch it, you're like, oh you're like, <laughs> oh, the vanilla ice MC Hammer thing. It's like mm-hmm. it's as dated as the Ninja Rap, the N- Ninja Turtle sequel. You've seen <laughs> that. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Ninja. Yeah, but- Ninja, Ninja, oh, rap. Crap! Um, so yeah, so Darkwing and Launchpad decide to just go with it, and they, yeah, they start they they start doing hip hop too.
1: Yeah, it was terrible, man. I can't. It, even was, it. Uh.
0: it was. It was. It's bad. I, I do have <laughs> I do have one thing that does top it, I will I will say it. I will, I'll just I'll just tell you what it is. It's an episode of Aladdin, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, where there's a monster that dances and destroys a city because he has magic shoes. So in the end, Aladdin and his friends start a band, and Iago says, it's hammer time. Oh, Lord. I know. (laughs) Iago actually says, it's hammer time, and Aladdin's playing a piano with his feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they actually did top this. There is one bit I like when uh, Launchpad takes Steelbeak and twirls him and throws him into a building. Mm -hmm. And Launchpad is doing that. Just watch Darkwing. He's doing the saddest hip-hop dance you have ever seen. Yeah. Like, like, Darkwing's just getting getting down with himself. It's the funniest thing. So, yeah. Launchpad of all people, he throws Steelbeak into a building, and Steelbeak is done. He's defeated. He's done. He actually whistles.
1: Yeah, he whistles the stop comic guy from Dancing.
0: <laughs> I do like the sound effect when Steelbeak finally passes out. You hear his beak uh, clang against the bricks. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, Steelbeak turns back to normal. And you I do I think this is my favorite scene in the episode. Launchpad's still dancing.
1: Oh yeah, when he was and, still dancing. And
0: Terry's still going terrible. Terry's going boop do And the shot of Darkwing looking so embarrassed, he like looks off to the side like I hope no one's watching this and it's, it is, it, I did laugh at it I do think it's very funny and he's like, launch pad, you can stop dancing now and uh, my daughter cracked up at it when we watched it the other day um, so here comes our final scene yeah. take it away Will comic guy graduates he gets he his graduates. diploma <laughs> yes. he's so proud to have his diploma he immediately crushes it in his hands yeah. and the diploma is Doctor of Championology but we have a twist as a big reveal.
1: Yeah, he, he's at the wrong planet. <laughs>
0: yeah. What? He, goes, he goes, I got a diploma from the famous champion of the planet, Flug. <laughs> I love the way Darkwing goes, Flug? This isn't Flug. <laughs>
1: yeah. So then Comic Guy, he says he's got to go to Flug.
0: Yep, he gets back into his little helmet, and he flies yeah. away right through the wall. And what does he crash into? Uh, the moon? Yeah, the moon, and he, he gives one last oopsie. That's yeah. like his catchphrase. That and ho-ho, which is the last thing Darkwing and Launchpad say. They just yep. wave goodbye, like ho-ho, and that's it, man. That's Comic-Eye.
1: All right, so...
0: We Mike. haven't seen the last one either. All
1: right, yeah. so Mike, what do you think of this episode, man?
0: It has its moments. Mm-hmm. I think it's always nice to see Steelbeak, especially because he gets a lot of screen time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a lot of screen time i think he's in almost every scene except for the training course in the last scene so there's a lot of him a lot of rob paulson a lot of eggman which is great if you love foul Mm -hmm. the disney japan episode the animation i mean looks fine there's some great scenes And I think the transformation dancing thing is bizarre enough to at least be somewhat funny. Mm -hmm. That's probably as much as I'll give this one. Okay.
1: How many gas gun canisters are you giving it?
0: It's watchable enough that I'll give it a two and a half. Okay. So Uh, it's it's right there, middle of the road. Its strengths definitely balance out from its weaknesses.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to go a little lower than you. I'm going to just, I'm giving it a two. Okay. Um, I like Steel I like Foul. I like the Eggman. Uh, I like a few scenes, but the dancing and all the crying man—he cries so much—it it got really annoying.
0: I think that's the worst part about Comic Guy—just how yeah. he cries.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to get too much about him because I'm gonna save it for when we are. we Are we scoring him? Yes. Okay. Um I, you know I love the animation for certain scenes it really popped especially the the pencil sharpener scene or the the bobs uh, office supply scene I really liked it on that shot Yeah um, that's
0: the that's the thing with when Disney Japan sends episode to, episodes to Jade you get I, some great scenes like megavolt up on the telephone wires but then you get like stuff that isn't all that great I'm sorry the, keep,
1: No 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 you keep going I love the coloring during the desert scene when they were at the training course. Man, the colors are vibrant and popping, man. You know, the dark colors are inky. It it looks really nice on that shot. Mm -hmm. Um, Comic guy, though, he he ruins it. So let's go ahead and get on to him. Let's score him now.
0: Yeah. So comic guy, you go first.
1: He's getting a one, man.
0: I'm going to give him a one, too.
1: I don't like him. Uh, he reminded me too much of Stegmut. Like he, he has like a child personality. He's always crying and whining his voice yeah, on it.
0: But there uh, was a sweetness and sincerity to Stegmut and his friendship with Goslin that made him endearing to an extent.
1: And there's no Goss and Honker in this episode. Yeah. They don't appear at all. So that kind of hurts it for me with uh common guy. So uh, he's just getting a one. He He
0: was really annoying to me. I'm giving him a one-two. He is a really annoying character. I think the concept is fine. A superhero from outer space who looks like a human being and mm-hmm. who has, like, crazy weaknesses that make him dance, I think the idea is fine, but I just think it didn't all come together. Yeah, cause to me, he was he was like
1: a remix of Stegmut, you know? Stegmut mm-hmm. just couldn't fly and didn't have X-ray visions, but it was like, okay... Uh... We already had Stegmut, so it was like uh.
0: a, a big clumsy numbskull who drives Darkwing Duck crazy. It's the yeah. same kind of thing. But like I said, whereas Stegmut is somewhat sincere and endearing, this guy is just a complete moron. Yeah. And no character, not even Herb, makes Darkwing as mad as Comic Guy does. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like that. It, it's not a good look for Darkwing to get that mad. Yeah. So Mike, yeah. what episode we got next, man? What episode we got next? Believe it or not, we are already back to Saturday morning. Oh, already? With a with another Steelbeak episode. Which one? But this one, oh, this is a biggie will. I am really looking forward to this one. Because we're gonna talk about Tiff of the Titans.
1: Oh, you've been waiting for this ooh, one.
0: Ooh, this is my Gizmo Duck episode. <laughs> not That's just my Gizmo Duck episode, my Fenton Crackshell episode.
1: You know what? I owe Andrew Wallace an apology. I met him at Pensacon. He was um one of our um fo- he's one of our followers who who messages us on our uh messages on us on our Gmail account. Right. And I, I got to meet him and his dad. Uh I went with them to get Katie's and uh Jim's autograph. They were really cool and he kept asking me when are you doing TIFF of the Titans? I was like, I think it's coming up soon, but I'm not sure. I'm like, exactly. I like I can tell him yeah, so I gotta give my heads up. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: Tip for the Titans is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's one of those episodes I practically memorized over the years. It's got Gizmo Duck in it. We do have Steelbeak again. Um, it's one. Of, it's one of the most. It's one of the best ones, okay. easily. And um, before we wrap up, there is one last thing about this episode I want to talk about. Remember way back when we were talking about Negaduck, and I spent some time talking about an animator named Tom Ray. Mm-hmm. Who worked on some old Disney stuff and Warner Brothers cartoons? Mm-hmm. I noticed another name in the end credits for the an animation director. An animation director is someone who like pay who basically micromanages all the animation stuff. He makes sure everything comes out looking right. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed a name, and I'm like, I know this name. The name was Charles A. Nichols. This guy, his career goes all the way back to Disney in 1940. Dang. He- he animated on Pinocchio. He animated the coachman. You've seen Pinocchio, right? Mhm. Remember the Pleasure Island scene with the coachman? Mhm. He animated that character. Mm. And he ended up directing Pluto cartoons. Oh, okay. Oh, so he go way back. He goes way he animated Pluto cartoons, worked on uh, Pinocchio, and then of course, in the 70s, where do you think he was working?
1: Oh, let me take one guess. Hanna-Barbera? <laughs> yes.
0: But at the very end of his life, he came back to Disney to do a little bit more for New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And I think this episode of Darkwing was one of the last things he did before he passed away in 1992 at the age of 82. Oh, wow. So I know the Pluto cartoons don't have too many fans, but this guy worked for Walt Disney. Okay. That's that's big. And it's just cool to see veterans like that in the credits still working, you know, still Mm -hmm. making a living. You know, that late in their lives. And I really wanted to give him a shout-out, the same way I did for Tom Wright. Okay. Um, But, yeah, that's our episode. We'll see Comic-Eye again soon. Not too soon, but we will. And Uh do we have anything else to discuss tonight, Will?
1: Nah, we we need to wrap this one up. So, uh, guys, make sure y'all have fun, enjoy yourselves, and stay dangerous. Uh,
0: Also, stay healthy, wash your hands. Everybody, you know, take care of yourselves.
1: All right. Good night, y'all. Stay dangerous.
0: Good night.